I'm Kale. And I'm Kirst. And this is the Spooky and the Skeptic. but good how are you sleepy but good somebody had a birthday Mm. wow that's a big wave sorry (laughs) (laughs) yelp on officially a quarter of a century years old i hear a cat oh yeah she of course she would come as soon as we start recording (laughs) that's appropriate Oh, that's the one's outside. Oh, that's Maui. Maui or Anastasia, one of the two. Oh, fun, 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 fun. Who knows? We can say hi after we're done recording. Yay! <laughs> yes, oh. I, I'm getting like my laptop is being funky. Okay. Gosh dang laptop. Well, anywho, last week you did Survivor Stories. Woohoo! It seems like a very long time ago. It does. I think because we didn't film on time or record yeah, on time. we're recording a little late sorry guys sorry but you know life life gotta love life life so it's my turn and you know it's time for a spooky dookie spooky dookie <laughs> <laughs> probably shouldn't have said that but <laughs> spooky ookie spooky dookie <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> so mature right <laughs> hey you're a quarter of a century i'm not <laughs> <laughs> Spooky episode with moi. So, we're going to do spooky games. Because there was another idea, and then I didn't research it enough. So, that'll be next time. Oh, I'm curious now. It does something with children and black eyes. Okay, well, that just answered my question. (laughs) (laughs) I listened to another podcast, too, Black Eyed Children. I'm like, ooh, that's interesting. They're really creepy. I know. And I was like listening to stories about them and it's hilarious. I love it. Yeah. So we're going to do that next time. But today we're going to do some just random games. There's not even like a purpose, I think. Just spooky oh, games? Uh, yeah. Two of them you have to play alone and then one of them you can play with friends. So. <gasps> and we're not playing it. Darn. <laughs> Unless you want to summon Satan, you can do that by yourself. Demon! <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Now that we have another giant sound wave, Kirsten. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Mom. <laughs> we shall begin with a game called Blue Baby Baby Blue. I've heard this one. You've heard this I've one? I've heard this one and I want to try it so bad. You can play it by yourself. So you can play it by yourself. I really want to try it sometime. Yeah, go for it. Um, I'm not playing it with you. Dang it. You can play it. It's a game you can either play by yourself or with friends. Two or more. They recommend two or more. You can play by yourself, but they do recommend two plus. Um, it is a medium risk game with the objective of summoning, summoning an angry ghost baby. So if that seems like that's up your alley <laughs> to summon an angry ghost baby, Demon baby, this game is for you. Whoop, whoop. So um, there's no reward for even playing this game except for bragging rights. So, I don't know that it's necessarily worth it. It's worth it. <laughs> um, and it's pretty similar to Bloody Mary. Um, the origin, the original origin is not really known, but it's likely based on the fact that babies used to commonly die from um, cyanosis, so like lack mm-hmm. of oxygen. Um, but yeah, that's the idea of the game. There's not a lot of history behind it. Um, but yeah, this is how you can play, said blue baby baby blue i don't feel very bad saying it because we're not in a bathroom and that's where you have to play so <laughs> here we go that's what she thinks yeah i'm probably gonna summon a demon in my house. 
Demon? Demon. Um, so how to play. First, you have to find a partner to play with you, then select your playing space. The game must be played in a bathroom that is equipped with both a mirror and a door that locks. You don't need any other supplies, just a bathroom, which I think everybody has. If you don't, I'm very concerned. And a door that locks. Even if you have an outhouse, just put a mirror in your outhouse. <laughs> Lock the door, you're good. Bring like a little um, personal mirror in with you. Yes. <laughs> it counts. It works. Yeah, yeah. Um, when night has fallen, there's not a specific time. Um, but when it's dark outside, you want to enter the bathroom with your partner or partners or by yourself if you're playing it by yourself. Turn off all the lights and you want to lock that door behind you. You want to fog up the mirror however okay. way they say you can like just go <sighs> like a hawk or whatever. Uh, Hulk, hawk, whatever. Hawk, yeah. Hulk, hawk. You know what I mean. <laughs> Movies. I don't watch TV. <laughs> um, and uh, or you can like run the shower to get it all steamed up. Whatever you can do to get that completely fogged up. And then you're going to write the words blue baby with your finger in the steamed up glass. So that's a little. That's a little odd. Yeah. Because, you know, it's just going to stain your mirror until you get some Windex. (laughs) Um, Next, you're going to hold your arms as if you're cradling a baby. So you want to channel your inner, like, motherly instincts and support the head. Remember, it even says in the book I'm using don't don't forget to support the head babies necks aren't strong enough to hold their heads up on their own so you gotta (laughs) support the head support the head and do the whole little i guess your little what is it a pat bounce so you have to bounce your arms like you're holding holding your baby oh nice baby yes um as you're holding your your baby in you okay? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I saw something outside. It kind of <laughs> scared me. Yeah, we live in a sketchy neighborhood. Who knows? Um, <laughs> Demon? Demon. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but as you're holding the baby, you may, or holding your arms like you're holding a baby, you may begin to feel that your arms are growing heavy as if there is a weight being placed in your care. It's like when that happens, you don't want to be alarmed. You just, that shows that the game is working, that you feel your arms getting heavier and heavier. You want to keep supporting the baby. The baby needs your help. The, demon, <laughs> the angry ghost baby needs your help. Um, as like it, this is why it becomes helpful to play with other people because then you carefully pass the weight to your partner. Do not drop it. After holding the weight for a brief time, your partner will then pass it back to you. Be careful and gentle. The baby is very young after all. And apparently as you're holding this demon that you summoned um like it gets heavier and heavier which is why you're going to be passing it back and forth because it just eventually gets so heavy i would just eat it (laughs) (laughs) um you may continue passing the weight back and forth for as long as you like but again do not drop the weight uh with it (laughs) drop that if you do drop it with each one you will find yourself receiving a small amount of like a scratch from angry demon mom baby's mom mom so why is she trusting me with her baby if she thinks I'm gonna <laughs> drop it? Yeah. So it's like keep track keep track of how many times you drop said um demon baby because after you drop it three times, like you're you're out of luck. Like you're gonna die. Cool. Um, <laughs> you when you are ready to end the game, have the player holding the weight go to the mirror and carefully erase the words. So you're like holding the baby with one arm and you're breaking out those real motherly skills holding it and like wiping away blue baby. Do not drop the baby while this happens. If this is done correctly, you will feel the weight slowly being lifted from your arms by Demon Mama. And when it's gone, you may unlock the door and exit the bathroom. But if you drop the baby three times before completing the game, you need to run out of the house. You have no chances left. And the baby's mother is coming, likely to, according to what I was reading on the internet, because, you know, internet's reliable, Mm -hmm. if you lose, angry mother ghost will break through the mirror and attempt to harm or kill you. Oh, fun. So don't drop said baby. So basically, this is a game you should play if you don't know anybody that has an actual baby. (laughs) Why? To train them? Not to drop a baby? No, 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 no. Because... There's no point to this game other than to hold a baby, basically. Pretty much, yeah. And it's a demon baby. Yeah. Um, As we said earlier, you can either play this game with friends or by yourself. So here's the adjusted one-player version. So you can play it Pierce, because, <laughs> yeah. Summon a demon, but not in my house, in your house. <laughs> I'll go over to the uh, 
I'll just take a mirror and go to the outhouse next to my house. There you go. <laughs> the cemetery. <laughs> yeah, that's just asking for demons. <laughs> um, in addition to having a mirror and a lockable door, the bathroom in the game must also have a functional toilet. So you have to have, a, if you're playing by yourself, the toilet has to work. So the outhouse would not work. Oh. Yeah, because you have to flush. Um, you're gonna, oh, that's right. Yeah, you have to enter the bathroom alone and repeat the whole steps that you would do if you are doing a friend's turn off the light, lock the door. Um, instead of writing baby blue on the mirror, you're just going to rock your arms um, and chant the phrase baby blue, blue baby 13 times, the lovely number 13. Woohoo. Um, you'll feel the weight appear and it will continue to grow heavier and heavier. Um, you're more likely to be scratched when you're playing alone by Angry Demon Mother. Um, there's nothing you can do to stop it. Just don't drop the baby. <laughs> um, be careful when the scratching, scratching begins. It just means that the baby does not want to be held by you any longer. Um, yeah, and you don't want to hold the baby too long or you'll inquire the wrath of the Angry Mother for, like, taking her baby. She's salty about that um when you feel the first scratch you want to quickly hold your arms over the toilet release the weight they hold and then flush so you're flushing the baby down the toilet that's disturbing yeah if you are able to unlock the door and exit the bathroom you won if you're unable to unlock the door exit and exit the bathroom you've lost and then angry demon mother comes and tries to harm or kill you that would be my luck, is I would try and drop it in the toilet, but it would actually, like, bounce off the <laughs> side of the toilet onto the floor, and I wouldn't know because it's an invisible demon baby. <laughs> and then I would die because I have no aim. <laughs> and this demon baby's, like, laying there, and he's, like, bouncing all over the place because he just hit the freaking edge <laughs> of the toilet. That's gonna leave a mark, and, um, according to... Lucia Peters, um, from the book that from Dangerous Games to Play in the Dark, um, her last quote in this section of the story is, there is no fury like the fury of an angry parent, which is true. That is very true. That's very, very true. Like, That's... angry parents are scary. Parents can be scary. Yeah. Trust me, I, I was a bad kid. I got in trouble a lot. Um, <laughs> hey! <yeah. laughs> I'm a bad adult. I get in trouble a lot, so... <laughs> No, I'm a great adult. I was just, I, I was stuck in my terrible twos for quite some time. You were in your terrible twos until you were like 14. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry, mom. Um, so I couldn't necessarily find any Reddits um, about this, but I did read comments of people who played it off of this website called The Ghost in My Machine, which is by the same author who wrote dangerous games to play in the dark it's really cool it has oh so it's like a website that she made yeah and she has like more games that you can even like look up on there it's super oh, that's cool. cool yeah um yeah there was some people that played it and they never had oh i just jumped this per one person didn't have um any scratchings she thinks she won and then oh it says this User said in 2019, the day after Christmas, she decided to play. Um, I did it and I held the baby for too long. She scratched me and I quickly flushed it and ran. I live in a one bedroom, one bedroom, one bathroom apartment. I'm a die. So smooth. Yeah. Um, some people are saying like the backstory is that baby blue is Bloody Mary's kid. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, there's not a whole lot. So if it's just kind of funny because I don't necessarily see this as an overly dangerous game. Besides, like you can die. Yeah. But um, like the biggest risk it seems is the scratches. Yeah. Like it doesn't seem very likely that you'll mess it up. Yeah, but I guess maybe it's not as thrilling to some people, so it's not played that often. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that is the the game. Blue baby, baby blue. People want stuff that'll kill them. Yeah, probably. So that's why we're gonna move on to the next game. Cool. The next game is. Not the movie, but the game. The black telephone game. Bum, 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 as I find my notes. Sorry. There we go. So, it is a high-risk game. Cool. A very high. And I just had a... Okay. You know, whenever you rev your engine, engine, you just know you're compensating. So, you just shut up. Sorry. I live in town and people... Compensation. <laughs> it's just annoying. It's not good, guys. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, like, you're just annoying me. You're not trying to impress me. You're better than that. Probably not. 
Probably not. not. Town. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a high-risk game. And I was just having a conversation um, with my voice instructor about this game the other day. Really? Yeah, she she said she could play it in her house, but she's not going to. She could play it in her house. Yeah, well, now she has stuff in her house and you need an empty house, but it would have worked originally. So, if we go to, like, an abandoned house. It couldn't hear you. You whispered. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she said if we could go to an abandoned house. Sorry. <laughs> I'm either too loud or too quiet. There's just, no there's no in between. Just talk normally. <laughs> okay. There you go. See, look at those beautiful waves. Ah, oh, beautiful. Um, yeah, so it's a hive scheme with the objective of entering another dimension. Ew. Um it's like the elevator game. Yeah, it actually was created. That's one of my notes. It was originated around the same time as the elevator game. It just didn't gain as much popularity because of the whole thing with the girl and the elevator game. I think really made that oh, game yeah, kind of least, um, yeah got really popular. So this one didn't gain popularity. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea kind of came from Thomas Edison because apparently he tried to create a phone to contact the dead at one point. Thomas Edison. Yeah. Of all things, you could have <laughs> succeeded in that. He had a, he, yeah, he tried to attempt to, he once attempted to invent a spirit telephone, a communication device intended to open a direct line to the dead. That's kind of cool. I know. I'm like, could you not have, like, done that? That would be cool. Um, Before we even get started on how you play this game, one thing that you definitely need is a black ro- rotor, rotor, <sighs> rotary. Yes, that word, telephone. <laughs> um, so, like, if you don't have that, which I'm not sure who has that. It would be hard to find. I'm like, sure you could probably find one on Amazon or something. Yeah, but you need one of those. So, so it has to be one, like, that you put your finger in and dial it? Yeah. Or does it just have to be, like, the style of the rotary phone? You have to have your finger in it and okay, dial it. it. Yeah. Okay. Yes, so you have to have that. Um, but this is um, how you play. Let me just make sure I'm in the right place. Um, first and foremost, you have to choose your playing field. This game must be played in a building, ideally a house, with at least four rooms and a telephone hookup. It must be empty of all other people and pets. So no Cooper, no Moana. No Cooper. Nobody else is around, just you and the empty house. But you can have, like, furniture and stuff in it. Like, it doesn't have to be, like... Um... Um... I feel like that'd be really hard to find out. Yeah, like... I think like simplistic, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Because I've heard that's... different things. Because I've heard some people be like, it has to be completely empty. But then like this doesn't say that necessarily. Just as empty of all people and pets. Okay, so it's probably, you can probably have furniture and stuff. Yeah. You want to gather your supplies that you will need. You will need a black rotary telephone, paper, a pen or a pencil, a clock, a watch, a stopwatch, or a other timekeeping device, device, any of those, and two pieces of black cord, both at least 16 inches long. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> um, not sure how I feel about this so yes. far. Um, you have to wait until nightfall, and then you're going to take your supplies to your playing field. Mm-hmm. You want to set up the telephone anywhere in the building. It doesn't have to be in the room, especially like if you only have four rooms, don't, don't put it in that room because it won't work otherwise. Um, so like from what I was reading on other people who have played it is like they would have like a hallway, I guess, like with mm-hmm. four room, two rooms on one side, two rooms on the other side, and they would just put the phone in the middle of that hallway and dial uh, it. So they're just kind of like right around the rooms, but they weren't in a room. Oh, okay. Um, and then you want to make sure the phone is hooked up and capable of making and receiving calls. So it has to work. It can't just be like one of those antique ones that you find for decorations. It has to work. You want to place the black cords paper and pen close by and keep the timekeeping device on you at all times no cell phone demons and spirits do not like technology hence why you're using a rotary phone (laughs) they'll suck the energy yep um once the supplies have been positioned and prepared you want to go through the building and close all the curtains and if they don't have curtains you want to black out those windows no light can come on all the lights need to be off it needs to be pitch black when you return to the area where you set up your telephone, you turn on the lights. Um, this should be the only place in the building where lights are on. So wherever the phone is, that's where you can have the light on. So if you're in a hallway, you can have that hallway light on. Oh, okay. Um, 
you want to tie one end of the black cord to the telephone's handset and you want to tie it tightly because you don't want it to come loose because um it may or may not be your lifeline later on oh <laughs> that's nice um and then you're gonna pick up the handset and hold it to your ear now you're gonna make your first call using the phone's rotary dial dial the following numerical sequence guys before i say this numerical sequence i'm going to remind you do not ever play these games because you're stupid if you do <laughs> i wonder what would happen if we tried to call it on a cell phone you're not doing that oh and not in my house you can do it in your house <laughs> um so the first numerical sequence is two zero four zero six zero eight zero then place the handset back on the cradle Next, lift the handset to your ear again and dial the following numerical sequence, 255-15823. Don't hang up. If the line is connected, do not respond to anything that may talk back to you, which I'm just like, I don't think I would either. I think I yeah. would yeet it and yeet myself out of the, room, out of the building. Um, gently lay the handset next to the telephone and go to the room closest to the telephone's location. So you're going to enter that first room. You're going to quietly close the door behind you. Don't make any noise at all. So, like, once you get in there, don't basically don't breathe. Um, You're going to be in that room for precisely one minute. You're, that's why you have your watch with you to tell you exactly because you need to be in each room for at least one minute. Okay. Yes. Um, When the minute is up, you want to open the door, exit the room, and return to the telephone, making very little noise. Um, you're going to hang up that telephone that you place next to the cradle and then you're going to pick up the handset and repeat the same dial. You're going to do that, um, the same sequence and you're going to keep doing that until you have entered three of the rooms, I believe. Oh, uh, yeah. When you pick up the handset again, do not follow the dial procedures laid out previously. Mm -hmm. Instead, you're going to dial a new numerical number. Fine. And it's going to be 22822. Lay down the handset next to the phone, pick up the second black cord, the one not tied to the telephone, as well as the paper and pen. Take those supplies with you into the fourth closest room. Um, and But this time before you enter the room, you have to close your eyes. So you're going into this pitch black room holding all this crap, making little noise as possible, and your eyes are closed. Once your eyes are closed, you may enter the room, closing the door behind you. Once you are inside, tie the black cord into a loop and knot it off. You must tie this knot with your eyes closed. I would run into something. <laughs> I know, I'd like hurt myself. <laughs> I would get injured. Um, when you're finished, hang the knotted cord on the doorknob by its loop. Now, after you've done all that stuff, with your eyes closed, which takes talent, let me tell you. You're going to open your eyes. Do not speak. Do not make any noise. So after you tie it, you can open your eyes. After you hang it on the doorknob. Hang it on the doorknob. You can open your eyes. Okay. When you're in there, now you have your eyes open, you're making very little noise, and you're going to quietly walk to the window in the room that you blacked out. You're going to open the curtains in the room. Look at the windows. What color are they? If the panes have turned black, the ritual has succeeded. You have entered another dimension, so congratulations, like, on Ugh. going to hell. Um, and what will you do while you're there? You can do whatever you want. It's like the elevator game. You can venture as far as you want. You just, you don't know what's out there. They say it's not recommended that you even leave this room. You just entered a dimension, and you're going to stay in the same room. You're not even going to explore. So if you really wanted to, you could even you leave could. that house? You could leave, yeah. You could leave, but That's... they don't recommend it because they don't know what's out there. Yeah. So, um, and there's no telling. You can never make your way back, too, if you leave. Ah, so, uh, true. Yes. Yeah. Um, so now it kind of turns into an escape room. Oh. Yeah, to return to your own world. I suck at escape room. I know. I've never <laughs> made it through an escape room, honestly. <laughs> Um, you're going to take a good long look around the room. You're looking for a specific number, an eight-digit number. An eight-digit number? It'll be somewhere in that room. Oh, okay. That you didn't venture out of. Or if you did, you're probably just screwed at this point. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be easy to find. You're going to look everywhere. And according to Lucia Peters, you want to leave no stone unturned. Mm -hmm. When you finally find that number, you're going to use that pencil and pen that you, or that pen and paper that you had. And write it down on that piece of paper. 
you'll do well to commit it to memory. Um, you're going to put the paper safely in your pocket, and then you're going to go to the door, grasp both the doorknob and the cord that you hung whenever you first went into it um, with your hands and close your eyes. You're going to repeat that eight-digit number to yourself in your mind. You're going to mm-hmm. visualize it if you need to, do whatever you need to keep saying that. If you, during this, kind of like the 11-mile road, which I talked about in another one, like, yeah. while you're re- meditating on this number... Um, you're going to hear, like, voices speak to you and, like, people tugging at you and all that stuff. Don't answer. Don't respond. Just keep memorizing or focusing on that eight-digit number. Um, when you, and it's all about when you feel that the time is right. So it's not a certain thing. It's just, like, it's up to you, which I'm like, don't leave this in my power. (laughs) I'm indecisive. I make bad life choices. (laughs) Exactly. I don't need this. Um... Yeah, so you're going to feel the time is right. You're going to let your mind fall still, and then you're going to open the door, open your eyes, move from room to room in your playing field, um, opening the curtains in each room. If the window panes have returned to normal, you have successfully returned back to your world. Um, You have one week to burn that nice piece of paper with the eight-digit number on it. Um, Sooner the better, but you have a week to do it. You have a week to burn it. Yes. You want to save the ashes, though. All the ashes. And you need to wrap them in a white piece of paper. And you have to carry this th- these ashes with you wherever you go for the rest of your life. Well, that sucks. Yeah. So, again, I was talking to my voice instructor about this. I'm like, yeah, so you're giving birth. And you're like, where's my ashes? Where's my ashes? You <laughs> took my ashes. <laughs> yes. Um, however, like, if you're not so lucky and all the window panes are still black, well... You're probably going to be stuck in that dimension for a little longer than you anticipated, you so did. get comfy. Yeah, or you're dead, which is more likely. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how you play the lovely high-risk game of the Black Telephone. Nothing like the movie. No, this seems more like a medium-risk game, if you ask me. No, I think that's high for sure. Really? Like, you can easily, like, die. <laughs> <laughs> and you're definitely, like, summoning something. And you're like, it's kind of like 11 mile road where really like things are like tugging at you and all that. I still really want to play 11 mile road. You can do that. You have to play by yourself. So, haha. Uh, have fun. I really want to, but at the same time, <laughs> I'm like, how about no? Um, the black phone experience, I only found a few because I think people were actually kind of using their brains a little bit and not playing it. So, I found this one on Reddit. Um, let me see where it starts and not just them telling our life story. <laughs> So, he's, this user said, I followed the instructions to the letter and finally closed my eyes to walk into the fourth room. I tied the string around the doorknob and then opened my eyes. The farthest room from the phone was my bedroom, so I went to the shades and proceeded to open them. I was absolutely terrified, but nothing happened. The windows were not blacked, and I did not see any type of distortion. I don't think bringing... He wrote down all the numbers on a piece of paper, which you're not supposed to do. You're supposed to memorize oh. all those. He's, so he's pretty sure that kind That's of dis- ruined his experience. Mm-hmm. Um, however, he did say, That night I had a effed up dream where I had completed the ritual successfully but couldn't find the eight-digit number to get back to the real world. My whole apartment building crumbled on top of me and I woke up. That was my biggest fear, not being able to get back. So it makes sense that it was weighing heavily on my mind. But my dream is scarier than the ritual. So I kind of feel like that was probably like a warning yeah. from a spirit being like, you idiot. Like you <laughs> didn't do it right, but good thing you didn't. Do it. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh. What, speaking of, okay, so this is slightly off topic, but going back into the part where it's like you hear things and things touch you and stuff. Uh-huh. I never work Sundays. Yes. At all. Yes. Unless absolutely necessary. And so today was one of those days, of course. Mm-hmm. And as soon as my coworker left, like, the building's already, like, kind of dark because nobody's in, so we don't turn in. Yeah. We turn on all the lights. I swear I heard children. <laughs> and I heard, like, bells. Oh. And, like, jangling and stuff. And, like, I looked around. There's nothing that would, like, make a jingling noise. And I'm like... How does your skeptic brain process that? Like, there's other people in the building. <laughs> Children? No. So how do you, what do you say? We're next to a baseball field. What type of day was it, though? It was this morning. So early. 
I got there at like eight. Yeah. So. Ghosties. I mean, I've heard I've heard rumors that it's haunted. But oh like, yeah. I've never. That kind of happened to me. But I used to work at the coffee shop. And mind you, the coffee shop it was like a hundred year old bank. Um, so it's definitely it's for sure haunted. I used to open in the morning at five forty five, and I would go in there. And I know one time I walked in there, and the first thing I always did was turn on all the lights because I don't like the dark. So I went to the back where the kitchen was and the dish room was, and I turned on all the lights and I walked back up front. And started brewing some coffee. I was like, oh, I need to go get baked goods from the kitchen in the back, which is near, like, the bathrooms mm-hmm. and the dish room. So I walked back there. All the lights were off. Couldn't have blown the breaker because the lights were still on in the front and they're on the same breaker. Uh, so, yeah, I've had some weird. Yeah. I know Devin's had weird experiences and he wants to take me to, like, the bridge where he, like, had dowsing rods. Oh. And they came back and, like, whenever they open, I think it's, like, a yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. it flew back with so much force that it, like, left a mark on his arm. (laughs) So. Angry ghost. Yeah. It's in Gettysburg, so. Yeah. That doesn't surprise. Was it near the covered bridge there? Yes. That is pretty. Yeah. Pretty spiritually. uh, So. We might be investigating that. Bum, bum, bum. If that happens, maybe I won't be skeptic anymore. Ooh, it takes the boy and makes (laughs) her not skeptic. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Well, we're going to enter. I don't need the book anymore as I find the right page. We're going to enter into our last game here. Spooky. And this is one I actually mm, probably like would play if I wasn't afraid of everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> literally everything. Um, it's a, a low to medium risk game. It's really not too bad. And it's kind of more of a meditation practice than a game. And it is called the Three Kings Ritual. Oh, I've heard of this one. Yeah, this one's pretty cool, I think. Um, Before I get reading into it, it's important to note that you're playing by yourself, technically, but you have a partner who's there kind of like his moral support and to snap you out of your trance. Um, We should play this. No. Um, (laughs) Absolutely not. Um, Maybe, but yeah, we couldn't because this is the warning I wrote because we could never play this. It's important to note that both the player and the partner must be mentally, emotionally, and spiritually stable. Whoops. <laughs> I have not been mentally stable since I was five. So, here nope. We are. <laughs> so, we're, we're screwed. It's the only thing holding us back. <laughs> yeah. And if not, you cannot play the game to the extreme risk. Dang it. You also cannot drink or do drugs three to five days prior to playing the game. Dang it. <laughs> so, no wine for you. We don't do drugs. We just drink wine. <laughs> no smoke in the pot. No, we don't do drugs. No drugs. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, drugs are bad. Nugs, not drugs. <laughs> pugs, not drugs. Yes. <laughs> Give me all the pugs. Pugs. Yes, so um, just remind you have to be your mentally, spiritually, and emotionally sound before <laughs> playing this. So if you're not, like, half the world, probably can't play this. Dang it. Again, you need um, one principal player and one partner. Um, requirements, these are things that you'll need to play. You need one large, quiet, empty room. A basement or cellar is ideal, which I'm like, bleh. <laughs> nope, that's sketchy. Yep. Um, you need a pack of candles, a lighter, a bucket of water, a mug, an electric fl- fan, two large mirrors, three chairs, an alarm clock, a fully charged mobile phone for both the principal and the partner, a place to sleep. Your bedroom is ideal if playing in your own home. And a small object of sentimental value. So, like, you better have your crystals or whatever. Something that's really sentimental to you. Honestly, I can't even think of anything at this right. moment. Because I'm not a materialistic person. <laughs> um, but, so this is how the prelude before you begin the actual game. You want to begin at precisely 11 p.m. Um, you cannot begin if your partner is not in the same house as you or has not been informed about his role Mm -hmm. um your partner should remain in your home the entire duration of the game if your designated room has windows cover or block them completely um so it's pitch black basically all these games you need to be in a pitch black room you want to place one chair facing north in the center of your designated dark room um that chair will be your throne and then you're going to place the two other chairs arm length away from you and um on each side of you and these will be the queen's chair and the fool's chair 
Okay. Um, you're going to place one of your mirrors on the queen's chair and one on the fool's. The mirrors should be per- perpendicular to the chair's seat and facing both each other and you. So they're going to be like looking at you. Like a diagonal. Yeah, you almost. should be able to see your own reflection in each mirror from That's your peripheral creepy. vision. Um, you should not have to turn your head and see the mirror. They just from your peripheral. Uh, you want to place the bucket of water in the mug in front of you just out of your arm's reach. You want to place the fan behind your throne and set it either to lower or medium um, and turn it on. Make sure it's stationary and not one of those that, like, move back and forth. Mm. Um, at this point, you have the room set up. You're going to leave the room, but you're going to keep the door open. Go to your chosen sleeping spot. Set the candles, lighter, alarm clock, and cell phone next to your bed. Make sure your phone is charging and alarm is set for 3.30 a.m., which I'm just like, <laughs> No, it's too early. Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> Turn off, turn the lights off, hold your object of sentimental value, and climb into bed. And go to sleep at this point. You know, just go okay. night. Go night-night. Night-night. Every other night. You just set up a ritual in your house, but go, go night-night. Go night-night. Now you're on to the main event. Event, event, event. Main event. <laughs> it's like what they do at the sports games. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're going to wake up at 3.30 a.m. When your alarm goes off, you're going to turn off the alarm, but do not turn on the light. Keep hold of your power object. Pick up your mobile phone. Uh, light one candle that you have and return to the dark room where you set up everything. You must be seated in your throne by 3.33 a.m. Mind you, you're in this room by yourself. Your partner is going to be outside of the room. They are not allowed to enter this room. They're not allowed in the room. No, they're okay. outside of the room because they're there if you fall into a trance, basically. Okay. Do not proceed with proceed with the game or ritual if any of the following occurs. If your phone did not charge, so if you don't have a charge phone, bye. Your alarm did not go off right at 3.30 a.m. You approach the dark room and find that the door is closed. The door that you had open is closed. That's creepy. Do not continue. You go to the dark room and the fan is off that you had on. Or if you're not seated in your throne by 3.33 a.m. You should, uh, should any of these occur, take your partner and anybody else that's in the house and leave your house and don't come back until 6 a.m. So if you're playing at, like, your house and you're like, it doesn't work, you're going to take... My parents would be pissed. Yeah, it's like you're going to have to wake up your parents and be like, oh, mom, dad, I kind of summoned a demon, so we need to... We need to leave until 6. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go to Denny's now, so... <laughs> Because that's about the only place open. <laughs> Waffle House. Ugh. Do those even exist anymore? I think there's one in Hagerstown still. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um. So if you do not have any of these red flags, you, go ahead. You can proceed with the game. You're going to take your throne. Do not look at either of the mirrors on each side. Do not look at them. Even out of your peripheral. Nope. Don't look at them. Um, use your body to protect the candle from the fan, because mind you, you have this, like, flickering candle with you. Okay. You're going to keep your eyes focused at the darkness in front of you. Do not look at the mirrors. Do not, look at, do not look at your candle. Just look at the darkness. Duh. If you have any questions at this time, you can go ahead and ask them. You may receive responses. You may not. Nope. This depends on the, the mood of the spirits. Um, if the responses do come, don't look at the mirrors. Be rude. Don't make eye contact. Like I can do that. I'm good at not making eye contact. <laughs> um, any answers should be taken with a grain of salt because most likely it's probably a demon messing with you. Fun. <laughs> the, um, and you're going to keep asking questions and you have to remain on your throne, quote unquote, mm-hmm. until 4.34 a.m. So you're going to be there for like an hour and one minute. I hate it. Yep. At 4.34 a.m., your partner should call out your name from the other side of the door to end the game. They should be like, so I'd be like, yo, Kierce, like, you done. And, but if for some reason you don't do that, should that fail, your partner would enter, or your partner should call your cell phone, your fully charged cell phone. If you don't answer, this is when the partner should enter the room and without touching you at all, should take that bucket of water and that mug and take a scoop full of it and throw it at you. Try to snap you out of that trance. My work, I would accidentally throw the mug too. <laughs> yeah, he throws everything at you. Knocks you out. Wake up! Wake up, Chrissy, wake up! I don't like this! <laughs> I throw it and then I knock, knock you out, out with a mug. Call it ghost. That would be a fun story for the ER. It would be like, 
Yeah, she was summoning a demon, and then I hit her in the head with a mug. <laughs> it was on accident. I was supposed to throw water on her, but the mug kind of went with it. <laughs> so now she is knocked out and has a fractured skull. <laughs> um, so if that doesn't work... Um, sucks to suck. Yeah, it says should you become lost or disoriented and like your partner can't bring you up. That's why you have your power object or your objects of sentimental value and you're going to just focus on that to try to bring you back to reality, essentially. Yep. What if that doesn't work? Then you're just stuck. <laughs> you're screwed. Also, you should not attempt to play this if you do not completely trust your partner, so make sure you have someone that you trust. You trust me, right? Are you going to fall asleep when I'm in there? Me? No. <laughs> Rude. So it's the one that fell asleep at 9 p.m. the other night. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I think I fell asleep at like 9.15, so I can't Yeah, you sleep. literally fell asleep like right after me because I woke up at like 9.30 and you were I was out. out cold. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we had an excuse. We had to be up early the next day. No, we didn't. We didn't? We didn't go to church last Sunday. Oh, that's right. We just kind of both We were just tired. Died. We were both like, I'm tired. I'm ready for a sleepy. <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah. So you need to trust whoever that is and um, make sure they're not going to fall asleep. Have their energy drinks or coffee or whatever their fancy is. Hey, I've stayed up. I've pulled 24 hours. No, I've pulled 48 hours. Ugh. Whenever I took you to the hospital that one time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That was fun. Sorry. Eating sheets on the floor and you're like, oh, hot doctor. I was given morphine. I don't <laughs> You were like high. It was great. I was great. high as a kite. Like, I was texting my ex and everything. That was... It was funny. That was the highlight of that whole trip. <laughs> I felt so bad, but it was really funny. <laughs> I was just out of it. I was in pain. My stomach hurt. <laughs> um, So I have two Three King rituals because I think they're cool. This one is called Three Kings. What the bleep just happened? <laughs> <laughs> this is a G-rated show. It sounds like a uh, a memoir I'd write. <laughs> what the bleep just happened? What the bleep? My life. <laughs> My life. Um. So let's see where this one starts. It's kind of long, so bear with me. At three thirty-three, I wake up. To my alarm, everything was great. La la la. Everything was perfect. After a few minutes of sitting on the throne, nothing happened. I hear something from the darkness toward the door. It's faint. Nope. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, I'm choking on my own spit. Don't die. Singing in a language I can't understand. Nope. Yep. The blackness turns into a mass of shadows that look like people. They're all marching from right to the left. Like they're on a parade. And as they pass, I can't help but feel elated. Which I'm like, what? After a couple of minutes of this going on, I notice a second noise from the chair to my right. What sounds like someone writing down something. It was a scratchy sound, too, like someone was using one of the old quills on an old piece of paper. Uh, obviously, he didn't look. Um, the voice, um, then the voice to the left said his name and then started listing off every good deed I've done in my life. Big, small, valiant, accidental, all of them. Even ones I'd done when I was a little boy and forgotten about. And as the voice listed off these things off, the writing on my right resumed. Um, but da, 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 da. apparently when this was happening, the tone was soothing, um, but the constant switching still made me, gave me something of a migraine because it kept switching from like a male's voice to a female's voice. So oh, that's weird. Couldn't like focus. After it gone through all the good deeds, it went over all the shameful things I've done in the past <laughs> as well. Everyone that went by made me feel pretty bad even small things like when i was five and stole a chocolate bar from my sister's halloween candy <laughs> the thing on my right was still keeping track um writing down with the quill and paper and i felt like i wanted to grab whatever it was writing on and rip it to rip out the pages um after it finished list listing everything it started speaking to me directly the left voice like you know how a guidance counselor in high school talks to someone about how to fix their grades or get into college it kind of did that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it encouraged me to stay off drugs and alcohol. Um, it told me that it didn't mind if I skipped church on Sunday as long as I did more charity work. And it told me to call my parents more often. They've been worried sick about how I've been doing. When my girlfriend called for me, both voices said goodbye and the shadows and music faded away. And I heard the chairs scrape against the wooden floor. My girlfriend came in and asked how I was. And then we went back to bed. Didn't tell her exactly what happened because saying, I think God just told me to straighten up. Um, 
just didn't seem right. <laughs> he didn't really understand what happened, but he felt... That's kind of creepy. He felt good after it. He's like, but I don't know if I need cleanse, exercise, wash, or if it was just like a good supernatural experience. <laughs> Jesus! Jesus! Telling you all your good and bad things. So that was that one. Well, that's what, like, whenever he said about the whole Jesus thing, that's kind of what I got the sense of. Yeah. Because of, like, how it was... The good and the bad. Yeah, it's like, you did this, but you also did this. Yeah, it's like, get your act together, kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, this one. First few minutes ticked by very slowly with nothing really happening. I stared at the wall, certain I no longer had any grasp of time. I felt disappointed because nothing was happening. <coughs> Sorry. I don't know how else to explain it, except at that moment, um, he felt a complete and utter sadness uh, all of a sudden. It came out of nowhere and hit me like a ton of bricks. It was like, like as soon as I stopped thinking about anything would happen, something was adamant to convince me otherwise. Out of the corner of my eye, which you're not really supposed to look at them, but I guess you're peripheral, um, the mirror to my right looked like there were water droplets falling down it, like the windshield of a car during a downpour. I felt a tear fall down my cheek. I'm not sure if it was because I was terrified or because of the sheer sadness in the room. From my left, I heard a soft and almost comforting from the corner of my eye, I noticed that the mirror to the left looked lighter somehow. Just, that's the only way I could explain it. It was just that's creepy. lighter. Yeah. Um, and then he heard no. He said, I heard my own voice saying to me from my right side. It was stern and aggressive. I hesitantly asked, no what? The voice from the right answered, uh, don't stop crying, you words. Um, a few moments later, it, I continued hearing the soft shh coming from my left side. And it kept reassuring him, like, shh, it's okay, it's okay. Just, like, really comforting. And it felt like someone was, like, <coughs> even, like, touching it, like, comforting him, wiping away his tears. That's creepy. Which I'm like, mm, Jesus. Don't touch me! <laughs> so that continued the entire hour. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing he, this Redditor remembers is getting splashed with an entire bucket of cold water <laughs> <laughs> smart partner you know you don't just don't don't settle for just a mug of it just throw the, the whole, whole bucket, bucket. So she's like apparently his girlfriend was had called his name without response then called the cell phone several times didn't come out of it and eventually came into the room and brought him back to water back to reality with the bucket of water surprise <laughs> yes um she said when she when the girlfriend entered the room that the Redditor was sitting straight ahead with the candle clutched in my left hand and my right hand in front of my of me at face level like I was holding it against someone else's. She said I was smiling. That's creepy. Yeah. Um, he said my experience was definitely not what I expected at all. To me, it felt like my inner struggles um, pronouncing themselves rather than identifying a distinct queen and fool. I feel like I was com comforted with confronted with the best version of myself and the worst version of myself that's creepy which is honestly what a lot of them are saying it feels like it's just a meditation practice where mm -hmm. it's um yeah yeah themselves that's one that i would be tempted to try it's the one i'm most tempted to try yeah i mean there's no death involved but you could still summon something or get stuck in a trance yeah so that is the three games i brought for you this week that's the <laughs> You say that, but you're like, I want to play Blue Baby Baby Blue. I do want to try that sometime. I don't know. I would do it with another person. Not me. Yeah, I would have to do it with another person or else I'd end up like, like I said, I'd try and drop the baby in the toilet and bash its head off the, off the edge of the toilet and there goes the demon baby bouncing and then the mom's like, stop my freaking job. You dropped my demon baby. How dare you? It's like one of those babies from Spirit Halloween. It's just like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really like stupid like at once, but they're slightly scary. Yes, exactly. It's just like... <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> just like that. But yeah. Um, Beautiful. Any, anything to add? Are you good? Um, silence. She's silent. Okay. Oh, here we go. So... Going back to the phone one, that reminded me of a short story. Okay. Am I okay to add it? Yes, go for cool. it. Cool. All right. So, apparently, I can't remember what years this was happening, but in the UK, there was a number you could call, and the voice would say, 
in this super monotone voice. Help me, help me, Susie's dying. And there's actual, the reason it reminded me is because, like, they would use, like, the telephones and stuff, Mm -hmm. and they used, like, most of it was rotary phones that they used. Right. And people have, like, recorded this voice. I hate that. I love it. Like, there's an actual recording on YouTube of it. Why did you listen to that? Because I was bored at work and I wanted to stay awake. And I was like, oh, that'll freak me out. And I was like, oh. That's terrifying. Yeah. I hate that. It's amazing. Ugh. You want to hear it? No. <laughs> I do not want to summon a demon today. You're not summoning a demon. It could be a demon. It's not a demon. Skeptic. It's not a demon. Yeah. I thought you were going to be like, it was going to be something funny, like the rejection hotline. <laughs> There's a rejection hotline? Yeah, there's a certain number that, like, someone asks for your number, and you can give it to that person, and it's like, sorry, you have reached a rejection hotline, and then it's like, the person you were talking to has no interest in you. I love it. I want to look up three kings. (laughs) She gave a pouty lip. (laughs) But thanks for that. Next week, it's Kier's turn. She'll do something to terrify us, I'm sure. Oh, yes. And as always, follow us on the social medias, uh, TikTok at spooky underscore and this underscore the underscore skeptic. And then the same for Instagram, spooky and the skeptic. Uh, I'll link my book in the comments Ooh. or not comments, the description. You can buy that if you want. You and should. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, and yeah, we will talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Oh.